Hey, this is Dave Ryder from New Spring Church here in beautiful Perth, Western Australia. Really praying that this message is going to help you. If you'd like some more information about our story, just head to newspring.org.au. Well, if you are new visiting, um, welcome to um, New Spring. My name's Dave and this is um, Levi. Um, great to have you here. Just before we get started tonight, um, there is a Corolla hybrid outside which has its lights on. So um, if that is yours, um, maybe sneak out and, and it's just out there. So otherwise it'd be a, um, a, a flat battery by it. This is the kind of night that Levi, you've been um, wanting to do this kind of night for a while, haven't you? A little bit, yeah. You need to use your mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably need to turn it on. No. It's not working? I just have to raise my voice. Oh, there we go. Uh, so Levi's been wanting to do this for a while. Levi's an elder in our church. And um, um, so late, later on, you guys are going to lead us through um, some psalms, worship, um, accompanied by Didgeridoo and, um, and with Simon as well, your brother um, over there. But before we did that, I thought like it would be a great opportunity just to have a bit of a chat. And um, one thing which I'd love us as a church... Um, to um, actually step into is actually just get so much more awareness um, about God's creation and also what the church is supposed to be. I was um, um, just listening to some leaders talk um, from America and um, just this last week, and what they were saying is that in America, um, 90% of the churches are monocultural, um, which means you've just got like just one culture in it. Yet the um, description and what the church is supposed to be is supposed to be this family that comes together that's full of every generation, full of male and females and every single um, culture coming together. In fact, a very familiar um, scripture um, that most of us would be familiar with is from Galatians 3 verse 28, which says this, there is, neither, um, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. And this idea that we all come from different places, but we are all one in Christ. And what I thought would be good is just to have a chat with you, man, um, just with your your background and um, just how that kind of fits with your faith and spirituality and and things like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Amen. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I'll take that as a statement and a question. <laughs> uh, so how does that fit in with my faith and, uh, and my journey? Well, um, for myself, I think, you know, uh, if I was to look at anything, um, my ethnicity, uh, and, and, I, and we're talking about Galatians and there's no longer Jew or Gentile, um, and there is this diversity that we can't mistake. Uh, we throw a rock in any direction of this room. You're going to hit somebody with a, a, d- a different background. And um, so myself having an Aboriginal background, um, and with that comes this amazing richness of heritage and ancestry. Um, with it comes this amazing level of uh, both hurt and hope um, and journey of, of healing um, in this nation. And... Um, I'll, I'll use a small example. When, when blackfellas get together um, or, and, and you're meeting other Aboriginal people from around the, around the place, generally the first two questions are, 
Oh, you'll ask the name and you go, oh, so who are you and who's, who's your mob? Where are you from? And so you're asking, who's your mob? Where are you from? And you start off with this identity and a place of belonging. And it's like, so who, who are you? Where are you from? And most fellows will say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm like for myself, I'm a Koori. Um, my people are the Wiradjuri people from New South Wales, Victoria. And on my grandmother's side are the Yorta Yorta people. And we're Murray River people. And um, my family are the Kirby, uh, there's a Kirby clan. And um, so you'll go through this name and you'll trace it back. And that's the opening two questions that you'll speak to anybody with. And, not, and then drawing the parallels with Christianity is, yep. who are you and where do you belong? Yeah. Awesome. One thing which I've um, been really perplexed with when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. Um, our scripture starts with the line, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. We're actually story people. Yeah. You know, and, um, and for a large part of my Christianity, I mean, I've born and bred in WA, gone to... For, for most of my part, I've been part of this huge church in Perth. But it's only been in recent times that I've really come to grips that we're part of this huge story. And one thing which I th- honestly think is really missing when it comes to Christianity in the, in the West is that we seem to have detached ourselves or separated ourselves from this grand narrative. And all ancient cultures around um, the world are so connected to their story. Yeah. Um, and ironically, we as Christians are not, yeah. you know, which seems so bizarre. Um, but how does that kind of relate to you, just this idea of being connected to story, also connected to land? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a huge thing. Um, 100%. It's, um, like if you look in, in the, the, the book, The Creation Story, and it talks about Adam being raised up from the clay and, and, uh, and then having the, the responsibility to have dominion over everything he sees. So watching over the animals. So it's not having, you know, this, uh, this crazy lordship where they're, you know, taking advantage of it, but it's having a responsibility of the animals and the responsibility of the garden and, and the land and looking after it. And I think that resonates so strongly with, you know, with the Aboriginal people or different Indigenous groups around the world, is that, that you have responsibility to that, that this tree that you're about to cut down or this tree that you're leaving there for a reason what's the reason behind it and um, you'll see a lot of different uh, Aboriginal groups around Australia and there's certain trees will go, you know, there's some people that will have a job and they'll, they'll say, yeah, we can't touch those trees because it has cultural significance, whether that's a place of birthing or X, Y, Z, we've used this area for whatever purpose and it's, it's not just, oh, we're, we're going to stick up a statue in the name of somebody, it's no, there's already parts of that land that we've got to form ourselves around it and uh, rather than taking advantage of it really working with it and, um, there's a thing called not so much uh, used in my family anymore but it's part of our history is um, is the history of song lines and it's understanding the places of um, significance in your journey and um, and there's different songs to, for different directions and those direct and, and the language or the words within those songs will uh, define certain places where you're meant to be. And if it's not your song, um, or you're not singing the right song in the right place, you'll end up in the wrong direction. And, um, and there's such a... I think there's such a beauty in that. So it's not, a, it's not a written word, it's a spoken word, and it's one that requires intimate relationship one with the other in order to have this passed down. Yeah. 
Um, what kind of role or hope do you have for the church? Um, Australia is kind of unique. We've got so many different cultures and things come together in this melting pot. Um, and I, I think there's a role for the church. Um, but that's from my perspective, because I'm a senior pastor. I mean, like, people expect me to say that. But from your perspective, um, from your people, your story, yeah. um, what do you kind of see that? I think um, pretty much what our, uh, the part of our philosophy of our church, but it's not just our philosophy. I think it's the philosophy of the church, and that's to be image bearers of Christ. And, um, yeah, at the... I mean, my culture, my history, my ancestry, um, there's different nuances from someone else's culture and history and ancestry. But all of it is there as an expression to glorify God. And, um, and all of it draws wonder to the imagination of our God. He could have made one bland, beige uh, group of people that sang in one tone. And that was it. <laughs> But he mixed like one kind of food, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a dry rice, and uh, but he's he's mixed us up, and um, and we're the, we're the better for it. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I think like before we head into it, one thing which um, people may want to know is you've been wanting to do a night like this for a while. Yeah. Why? Why? I think it's the rawness. I think it's the intimacy. I think it's bringing it back to a level of. Um, I think if you look at most uh, indigenous cultures, and it's not just drawing back on the indigenous culture, but I think just in the place of a circle, this is where most cultures met. Mm. Uh, the fire would be here. Um, and this would be sharing of stories, yeah. be sharing of wisdom, yeah. watching over each other, sharing of food. And it really creates that sense, and that sense of community, the sense of uh, family and belonging. Um, and there's room for mistake. And, but there's also room for forgiveness. Yeah. There's a room for foolishness, but that's followed and governed by uh, wisdom. Yeah. And, uh, and that's through drawing alongside one another. Beautiful. So we're going to do more of this kind of stuff in the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm going to hand over to you and Simo, and um, you can lead us any way you want. And um, I'm sure everyone can do whatever. Well, I'll let you direct. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Thank you. Bless you, guys. Have we opened up with a word of prayer? Lord Father, we give you praise and honour. We just worship your, worship your name. We just wonder at your goodness, your glory. Well, Father, let this time be a time of reflection and just to lift up your name. To wonder at your handiwork. To wonder at the beauty of creation, the person next to us, the person across the circle. How wonderful and beautiful and individual and unique that you've made them. How wonderful, Lord God, that you concern yourself with the things of man. That you bring yourself down to walk with us, to teach us, to breathe your spirit upon us. Let your name be glorified.
Psalm 9. 1 to 11. And the psalmist says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell you your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fail and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in your righteousness. You've rebuked the nations. You've destroyed the wicked. You've blotted out their names forever. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed and those who know your name will put their trust in you for you Lord have not forsaken those who seek you sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion declare his deeds among the people let us glorify God To the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak, hundred billion galaxies upon and the vapor of your breath, the planets form. Stars are made to worship so alive. I can see your heart in everything you make. Every burning star is signal fire of grace. Creation sings your praises so alive. You're very welcome to stand and worship with us. God of your promise, you don't speak in vain, a syllable empty over. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. As you speak, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you say. If it all reveals in nature so alive, I can see your heart in nature. Everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. Creation still obeys you so alive. 
so Stars are made to worship so alive. The mountains bow in reverence so alive. If the oceans roar your grace so alive. For if everything exists to lift you high so alive. If the wind goes where you send it so alive If the rocks cry out in silence so alive If the sun and fall out praise still fall shy We'll be singing again a hundred billion Down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On the hill you created, the light of the world abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, and as you speak, a hundred billion faith disappear when you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so alive I could see your heart in everything you've done every part design and work of our color Gladly chose surrender so alive. Hey, I can see your heart in a billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them so alive. What again a hundred billion times What measure could amount to your desire You're the one who never leaves the one oh. 
I can ask uh, Matt to pop over for a quick psalm reading. sun to its going down the Lord's name is to be praised the Lord is high above the nations who is like the Lord our God who dwells on high who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens or on the earth raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes with the princes of his people and he grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children praise the Lord Sings my soul. 
is our God. You're the name above all names. You're the name above all names. You're worthy. Worthy of all praise. And my heart, and my heart will sing how great is our God. You're worthy, worthy. You are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great is our God. Singing how great, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Oh,
waters let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior spiritually my trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior spirit Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I will extol you, my God, O King. And I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. 
One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the mighty, the might of your awesome acts and will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. eyes of all who look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing the Lord is righteous in all his ways gracious in all his works the Lord is near to all who call upon him to all who call upon him in truth he will fulfill the desires of those who fear Him. And He will also hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love Him. But all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth shall speak of the praise of the Lord. And all the flesh shall bless Him. Bless His holy name forever and ever.
So you can just sit and just allow yourself to think. Just a word, a thought, an image that paints a picture of how lovely your Saviour is. Just in the stillness right now, just... Allow your mind to get creative. Think of the one who created all of this. In his wondrous imagination, in his wondrous ability, spoke to the void and created this wonderful space. Spoke to the darkness and light responded. In somewhat immediate action, as a reaction to his voice. The same majestic power that created all the things that we lay our eyes on humbled itself to become a child. He became a man. He walked among us. He stood with us. Sat with us. Ate with us. Laughed and grieved. held us, embraced us. And allowed us to approach the glory of God made manifest in a man. Who allowed us to approach the gift of forgiveness, the ransom for sin, Every word, every syllable, every line, every combination of letters, every note, every chord, every resonant sound that could combine to make a symphony, to create the sweetest songs, depicting the sweetest words and greatest imagery. Is the Father's love for you. Psalm 139, what a wonderful psalm, that if read too quickly or placed on our fridge for too long, you'll lose the gravity of it. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought of far off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, that you know it all together.
you have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge. It's too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? For if I ascend into the heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in hell, before, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as a day, the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, there will be more than the number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. O that you would slay the wicked, O Lord. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men. For they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. But do not hate them, O Lord, who hate you. And do not loathe those who rise up against you. I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. But search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting I just want to share tonight it's, um, the reason I've shared these psalms they're psalms that cause us and call us to praise Him. It's an instruction. It's a heart's response to its Saviour. One reason why I wanted to use the didgeridoo in such a way, and I've shared this story before, but I think it's pertinent to share it again. And the reason I've cho- chosen Psalm 139 to finish off with tonight. This instrument doesn't come like this. This instrument starts off, a, starts off as a tree. 
And the tree grows with every intent of being exactly that. And it's got branches and it's got limbs and it's got roots. But what happens to this tree is there's a the white ants, they come along and they they burrow under the ground, up inside the center of the, the tree. And they start eating out the inside. They work their way up. And then once they're finished, they leave behind their, their waste. And then they move on to the next tree. Now that tree is good for nothing. You wouldn't build with it. But the men and the traditionally that made this instrument, they see something different. And they can tell what they want to make out of it. And so what they do, they, they tap on it and they move it and they shake it. And they can hear the waste on the inside. And so they cut it down and they clean out the waste. And this particular one, sat for at least 10 years before it got work done and the waste gets removed and the ditch maker will clean out the inside first and work its way up until it becomes and makes the sound that it wants and he'll trim out the top and slowly but surely it slowly becomes the instrument that he wants and then that's when he strips the bark off That's when he strips it back and sands it back and scrapes it off, layer by layer, layer by layer. Now when they let it sit and season, this one particularly, all that moving, all that that waiting allowed the wood to dry and move and crack and for things to be exposed that could then be filled. Knowing farewell that that time that this won't crack anymore, it won't move, it won't shift. Then once the maker is happy with it, he'll begin to play it. In order to play this, it needs to have a seal to the lips. And it needs to have that breath running through it. And there's no no room for for air to come out the side. And I'll use that. I'll use that as Psalm 139. God has honed you. God has shaped us. He's molded us. He's got every intent. There's no accident here. And those elements, the waste that's been left by the woes of the world and the things that we worry about, he works on that. He's not worried about your external. He's shaping and he's molding. And if we're going to make a sound, if we're going to resonate and fulfill our purpose, which is made to praise, we're made to praise and glorify Him. Then we need to align ourselves seamlessly to the breath of God and allow Him to blow upon us, in us and through us. And when a didgeridoo player plays a didgeridoo long enough, his breath starts to condense inside or condensate. And it builds up where the inside is just dripping. How wonderful 
to align ourselves to the Word of God, that His breath will just flow down through us, resonating through us, that we become dripping with the very essence of His Spirit. Amen. if we can just let ourselves just resonate in that and when you're ready Matt you just you just come up tonight as we hear the words of some of these psalms and the stories that our brother has shared with us and the music that we've been singing. We take a moment now just to reflect on your goodness toward us. We heard in that psalm that Levi just read about your creative wonder, your power, how you spoke and brought into existence all that we can see and experience and so much more that we can't. From the immense uh, vastness of the universe in which we find ourselves to the beauty and glory of the planet on which we live, right down to the infinite and magnificent smallest detail of the smallest flower or tiniest creature, everything resonates your glory and speaks volumes about who you are and what you're like. So we just take a moment now, our Father, just to breathe in your spirit, Now to fill us and refresh us, that very same breath from which the words which came out of your mouth that brought all of creation into being is the very same breath that animated us, that gives us life. It's your word and it continues to give us life even today. Not just physical life but a spiritual life. So we, we, we sit, we stand, we kneel now and just breathe you in. 
Father, as we go into this week, it's my prayer that each of us would uh, take the opportunity and the time to meditate on some of these psalms and the things that have been shared tonight, that we would actually take the time to stop and admire your creation at some point every day and just remind ourselves and be reminded that in the midst of all of that your greatest desire was, was to have a relationship with us to know us and, and for us to know you and for that we are forever grateful So we breathe you in. And we leave this place filled with joy and wonder. And with thankful hearts. And we praise your name. Amen. Be blessed. It's been so beautiful sharing this moment and this time as we worship our Father and share this space of just fellowship. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, be blessed, guys, and uh, look forward to where we can meet again next Sunday morning or during the week. Be blessed. We love you.